Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Take Hot Box, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, coming to you on a March 31st, the end of the greatest month that this year has to offer. My birthday, March Madness, all that stuff. You know, it's it's coming to an end. But we are here. We have a UFC-less weekend this uh, this weekend. I mean, we are here to give a 30 to 45-minute breakdown on Marcelo Golm main eventing tonight. Uh, tonight's bell. I'm just kidding. We are here to How talk about everything that? under the sun, ladies and gentlemen. We have pound-for-pound pound updates for our Hot Take Hotbox pound-for-pound rankings. We will do a little bit of news and notes. We might even book, uh, you know, do some future booking like we uh, like to do here on the podcast. But I'm joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Just, uh, just saw a nice little, nice little car scuffle outside that's right before you fun, called. Man. So that's it's always fun to start the day. Bella? Um, yeah, pretty good. Um, I thought for a while that this uh, the Miami car was on the first for some reason, but as we got closer. I did see we finally got a week off, which might be good. Reset the focus. Uh, I see a lot of people talking about this. The Miami card is like great. I don't know about that, but <clears throat> I am excited. I am excited for the main event. Co-main event, honestly, the really the main card. I feel like it's gonna be good. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think Curtis and Gaslam was like a, just a toss-up fight. I, I lean Curtis, but now the odds have shifted to Kelvin. Um, that's an ultimate, just uh, like dead even fight for me. Uh, my girl Luana Pinheiro is back. We got Chase Sherman. Minus two thirty wow. in the UFC. Uh, just him and Chris Barnett. That's just like a meme heavyweight title fight. Definitely firing um, Barnett for the record. Sam Page is back. Wow. Uh, Mister Pfeiffer is a is like a minus two hundred favorite against GM three. So there, it's it's definitely it's an interesting card more than I think it is. Uh, like great, you know wow. what I mean? Like I think there's some Luana Pinero is fighting. Who is this? Mich- who's Michelle Waterson? I guess she dropped the Gomez. Oh, no, no. Okay. Oh, oh, Michelle Waterson Gomez. Oh, I know who that is. Okay. Uh, wasn't it Raul <laughs> Rosas Jr. Gomez. getting back in there? Okay. Uh, there's some yeah, Kevin so, Holland and Pons. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There's yeah. two Christian Rodriguez's fighting on the same night, one in UFC, one in boxing. So Rob Font and Adrian Yanez. Interesting. Uh, Nerd and It's good. I'm not going to say it's not good. Fixed fight. That's, that's interesting. But it's, but it's not. But it's not a great card, in my opinion. No, I, I wouldn't say it's great. It's not bad, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So I guess we should just get right into it. Uh, we got a little bit of update, uh, an update necessary of the pound-for-pound pound rankings. It has been since, I believe, May of last year since we've done our, our uh, rankings, which is pretty crazy that we've gone that much time in between, too. But a lot of shit's been going down, man. So, you know, these lists are going to look a little bit different. From the last time, I think I have mine up here. I have to. So, what was the last time we did it? Was it? I think it was May of 2022. I'm almost positive. I have it written um, down here. May 2022. I have Usman one. I'll just go through it real quick. Usman one, Volk two, Oliveira three, Adesanya four, and Ganu five. Valentina Jones, Holloway, Sterling, Figgy, Covington, Nunez, Islam, Teixeira, and Peter Yan. Wow. So that's either me or you. I'm not exactly sure. I think that's me. A lot has changed. That's yeah, sure. that, that's definitely the fact that a lot has changed. But 
I guess what we'll do, like we've done in the past, is we will go from, you know, like 15 to 11, and then you do yours, and then I'll do mine, and you do yours. You know, we'll go back and forth. So I am going to start it off at number 15 in, my, in the official Matt McSweeney pound-for-pound rankings. I have Yuri Prohoshka. Uh, that guy got kind of got screwed with his, uh, you know, gruesome, uh, the worst shoulder injury ever, supposedly, whatever. But I still think he's at the very top of that. Excuse me, I'm almost about to throw up on my uh, microphone. But uh, he's at the very top of that division. And it just, you know, I can't wait to see him and Jamal Hill get in there and figure it out. Sean O'Malley at number 14. uh, Big win against Peter Jan. I just think that his skill set would translate to pretty much every weight class, given the fact that his striking is just world class. 13, I have Chemaev. Uh, I think I would love to put him higher on this list, but it just he can't he hasn't proven it to me enough against the highest level of competition. I mean, he went to war with Burns, but then coming back and smashing Holland after missing weight, it's just I include all. We don't that know where my, he's gonna fight at. Yeah, you know, I, it's a lot. I he mean, almost died that one time, and then Kataroff was like, "No, no, you're fine." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot that needs to be figured out with him. Uh, I got Colby at 12. Uh, just a little bit of inactivity has kind of just left him right where he, right here, but uh, I think he's definitely a skill set that is at that level. And then 11, I have Dustin Poirier, which is the same deal. A little bit of inactivity, but when he gets in there, he's better than anyone that he's faced up against. So uh, there is my 15 through 11. All right. 15, I have Chemaev. Again, I want to put him higher like you, but there's so much up in the air. I think he's honestly, you know... I, I, he went to war with Burns, and I know Burns is like a smaller 170, and he's obviously like a big 170, pretty much a middleweight. Uh, he might even be a big middleweight. But so that kind of gives me a little cause for, uh, for concern. But I think Burns is kind of an anomaly of a fighter, you know. I think you know he put down Usman, and that was that was before Usman uh, lost to Leon twice. So I think that was a good win, all, you know, all around. But still want to see him get tested, you know, especially against bigger punchers, uh, more active punchers. Uh, people that can go five rounds, you know, we'll see how his cardio can go deep in the fights. Remember, he had COVID like five times or something. So, all around though, he's definitely pound for pound one of the scariest uh, for sure. One of the best finishers I think in the UFC. If you want to do a pound for pound finisher list, he'd be probably top five. Um, I still think Shafkat's better, but Shafkat's not in here sadly, not yet. He just went to war with Jeff Neal, which is kind of a you know on a lower scale of the Chimaev Burns fight, but we'll see. Anyway. 14, I have Justin Gaethje. Uh, I didn't want to put him in here, but I thought he looked great against Vizieve. And, I, you know, Vizieve's an up-and-comer. Uh, everybody was on him, including me. And I just think Gaethje's all around one of the best strikers, one of the best finishers, also one of the, some of the nastiest light kicks. Uh, I mean, we, we, were, we were there live when he put uh, Edson Barbosa to sleep. Yes, sir. And uh, just, I just watched that highlight again the other day. It's crazy how fucking he was. I didn't realize how, like, out, out he was. Oh, yeah. Um. I was also pretty inebriated at the time, so that's probably why. 13, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Kind of want to put him a higher also, um, which I think, you know, in the next the next time we update, he'll he'll definitely be a riser for sure. Uh, take the place of some of these guys ahead of him. Um, yeah, I just think he's one of the more all-around, better, best fighters in the UFC. M- most fun, charismatic. He's got a great personality, love or hate him. Um, I think he's more... He, he's been doing a bit of a... Um, a face turn, I would say, lately. You know, it seemed like he wanted to be the, the, the evil guy, the bad guy, or the villain. But now, you know, I think he, uh, 
he's calmed down. The other guy, his, his best friend, we don't hear much from him anymore, which is good. Thank God. Uh, I forget his name. Can you help me out? Tim. Tim. <laughs> good old Tim. We don't hear from him much anymore. Um, 12, I have Yuri. Uh, kind of maybe should have slimmed down a little bit more in activity. Uh, the shoulder injury, we'll see how he comes back from that. Wild, wild, insane guy. We saw from day one when he made his debut. What an entertaining, crazy psychopathy, especially with that hair. That just makes him look scary. I think he's going to come back and look good. And I think Jamal Hill's a, uh, I don't want to say a good matchup for him because he kind of takes shots a lot. You know, and Glover Teixeira pretty much had him had him out in the fifth round. Then he just made a bad decision. So I think, you know, if he if he stands there and exchanges too much and just leaves his head out too much against Jamal Hill, he's going to get picked apart. But we can see, man. I mean, Jamal Hill isn't, you know, flawless either. So yeah, I just think that's going to be a, a, an amazing match. We'll see what happens uh, in between now and whenever – Yuri gets cleared, and wherever he can come back, I'm, I'm assuming it would be like at the end of this year, maybe, right? That's the thought. I mean, they, they were talking about the summer. I don't think that's going to happen. I imagine sometime September, like last quarter of the year, I think, is when yeah. we'll see those two. My birthday, maybe. We'll see. There you go. And 11, I have Charles Oliveira. Wow. A uh, bit, bit of a shocker. I'm keeping him up there just because I think he can. he's still one of the more dangerous Offensive guys, one of the best finishers, one of the best hammers, but not really good nail. So, again, I think in the next update you'll probably see him gone, but I'm going to keep him up there just just off merit. I mean, he's you know he's done what he's had to do. I think he's going to stay around for a little bit longer, just a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know how long. Uh, it's it's possible if he takes another L, especially if you know, he finished. Yeah, the Benny Daryush fight is going to be a big decider. There. I really, I really, I really think he wins that. You do? I think. Yeah, I think he wins that. If he loses, you know, I think you you start to start to wonder what what do you do next? I mean, do you just give him like a big name? That's not necessarily, you know, maybe maybe a little bit past it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe him and Gaethje can uh, square off again down the road in a retirement fight. Who knows? But that is my fifteen to eleven. All right, we got we got a lot of the same names. We just didn't. Um, and Gaethje Oliveira are the two that we have different. But I am going to jump back in here, number ten. I have Yair. I think Yair has grown so much just in the last even year, but just you know over the last couple of years, his game has evolved, and he has just gone out there and finished and even looked good against guys like Holloway in the upper echelon of the forty-five division. And I think he's primed to give Volk the fight of his life, and I think that that earns him a spot in that top ten. Number nine, going Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill, this is just, he earned that spot 100% off of his performance against Glover Teixeira. Showed that he has takedown defense, shown that he has a high fight IQ, that he has bombs in either hand, and he can do what, you know, he threw kicks. He has every tool in, in the tool belt that you could possibly need. And he, you know, I mean, he brought it to Teixeira. I know he's an older gentleman, but still, I mean, the higher up in weight these guys are, the older they usually are, so... Give me number eight here for Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno, motherfucker. Uh, I I just think that this guy, no matter what the situation is, he's always going to. He's another guy who has all the tools. It seems like he 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 is kind of. He worries me. This is I I may have him a little too high if I'm being honest, but it's just based off the sheer heart that he brings, the wrestling, 
the I mean jujitsu is nice and he just puts he just puts a pace on people. I mean especially Figgy, we haven't really seen him against anyone else, but I think a, a win against someone else will only uh up his stock and will give you know him more respect within the uh the fight community. Number seven, I have Adesanya. Adesanya has fallen a little bit since his knockout loss to Alex Bejeda. Uh not not to say anything negative to him, but it's just when you lose, you jump down a little bit. I mean, I think if this is right, I had him at four. This seems correct to be down here at seven. And I can't possibly put Pajeda below him. So Pajeda is at number six. and uh, But he as well. I mean, when you knock out a guy like that, and you you know you, he was walking through guys like Strickland and whoever they put in front of him, he, you know... He, he is basically, unless you are ready to go with the wrestling, we haven't really has seen him matched up against anyone who can take him down and hold him down. Then you know, other than <laughs> I guess Adesanya for portions of the fight, but I think you're only going to see Pajeda's game grow in that aspect because the more he trains it, the more better, the more comfortable he gets. I think you're just going to see a better and better uh, Poetan. So that is my ten through six. Respect, Andreas Michalides. But um, put some respect on his name. No, thank you. I'll respell it. Um, <laughs> at ten, I have Jamal Hill. Um, I, I I just project him to to do better going forward. I think he's younger than Yuri. Uh, he obviously hasn't had a you know brutal shoulder shoulder reconstruction reconstructive surgery. Um, and you know I just I, I like his um his risk management way more than Yuri's, and I think for a lot of two of fivers. Uh, past, present, future, you're going to see that. Bigger guys are going to make, you know, uh, they hit harder, they get knockouts, and that means they're going to take a lot of chances. And I think Yuri just takes too many. Uh, I think he's he's so he's so weird. It seems like he just muscles out of every every uh, bad situation he's in, but it works. So, yeah. I mean, uh, he's just an interesting character. Jamal Hill, I love his boxing. I love just ever since he started out. Always loved him. I know he's, you know, a little bit a little bit older, but I think this is perfect for him, especially at light heavyweight. I think you can, you know, uh, a light heavyweight and heavyweight, we've seen older guys kind of take over and, and win belts. Look at Glover. I mean, he was, what, 41, I think, when he won? And other than that Paul Craig fight, I think that's the only really mistake that he's really ever uh, had. And other, you know, other than the Darko Stosic fight where he didn't get the finish, it, it, you know, it was his UFC debut. Not really mad about that. But, um, yeah, I think I think he can hold the belt for a little bit. I just think Ankle Live... You know, I think he just has a style made to just beat anybody, really, if he's on. Uh, we'll see, though. Jamal Hill's getting a lot better. You know, his wrestling is good. He's strong. He's big, long. So, we'll see. I, I think he could be higher, but um, in light heavyweight, it seems like nobody holds the bell for too, too long. So, at nine, sneaky pick. Uh, not a popular pick. He's not going to be here much longer. Kamaru Usman. Uh, I still think he can win. I think he can beat anybody. Pretty much outside of Leon, but that's starting to look a little worse. If he matches up with Colby tomorrow, I I, I, I can't tell you uh, who wins that fight. You know what I mean? So I think he's in a weird spot. I don't know what he does next. Uh, I'm sure he's probably not in a, in a great spot. He's at what thirty five years old. His next fight is like the biggest fight of uh, like not the biggest fight of his career, but it's like a true crossroads. We're gonna know whether it's, he's cooked or not after the next. It's fight. gonna be something. I don't know who it's gonna be. I. I don't know what it's going to be or who it's going to be, but maybe take some time off, but he can't take too much time off. He's not getting any younger. Uh, I'm sure his body's still beat up. We'll see. Uh, you know, he has a good job. I, 
honestly, I, I would like to see him be a be a commentator and take um take Don Cruz's spot. But I don't know. What are you gonna do? I still I, th- I still think skill for skill, he's still talented. He's still up there. Um, but man, you know, if his wrestling's gonna 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 slow down like that, I don't really know. Uh, you know what what else he's gonna do. But for now, I'm gonna keep him at nine. I think could move him down a little bit after putting some thought into it. So we'll see. Number eight, Brandon Marino. Is that where you had him? Yes, sir. Driving? Seven. Okay, perfect spot. Um, we'll see how he does. Is Pantoja next? That's what the thought is. Uh, they haven't really decided anything, or you know, nothing's locked in stone. But I've never really been a big fan of his. Uh, but honestly, he's just—he's proven me wrong in almost every single one of the uh, fights with Davis and Figueroa, where I pretty much bet against him each time. Um, and then you know, he destructed it. Ty Car France. He, he, the thing with him is he, you know, he went. He he still gets hit a lot. He he still can get taken down. I feel like I, I feel like he's not too too strong. I don't know how to feel about it. Sometimes he does, you know, some stupid things in there. But where he started and where you know he was pretty much thrown, you know, thrown out, thrown to the wolves after his, uh, he got cut from the UFC. He went to LFA. Then he had a draw in his first fight back. Um, and then, you know, a couple decisions, uh, had that Roy Val fight, which is a weird shoulder injury. But then, man, ever since he's just dominated, and I think 28, 29, he's got such good boxing. He's, he's, I don't, you know, impossible to put him out. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think he could, he could, he could hold the bell for a little bit. I, I do like, I do like Pantoja a lot. He's one of my favorite fighters. I think he has some of the best jujits in the UFC. He's got one of the tightest squeezes in the UFC, but. You know, I don't. I don't think he can outstrike Brandon Moreno if he can't get him down with wrestling, or if you know, uh, I, I don't know if he can go five rounds with Moreno. Moreno, insane cardio. He's still improving. It's crazy. He's come such a long way. Similar to Cheeto Vera, but he's even. You know, I don't even know if he's reached his peak yet. Maybe he has. Well, with that decisive uh, doctor stoppage, doctor stoppage win over Davison Figueroa. Uh, but we'll see. I still, you know. I think he's right on the outside of like the, the top five. When you talk about the top five, I think he's one of the uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. And I don't think that's that's bad or anything. I just think there's some guys ahead of him, obviously, that are just, just better. I mean, we saw with one of the GOATs coming back, we might have another guy coming back uh, at the end of the year, one of your uh, top favorites, returning to the pound-for-pound pound list. Who knows? Hell yeah. He might be number one in yours. I don't know. I don't know. But, All he needs is a knockout. Um, <laughs> Number, where am I at? Seven. Aljamain Sterling. Uh, a little too high, maybe, and I've been such a huge critic of him. But also, man, I think I, I don't. I think he beats anybody in this division. I think he. I think Cejudo will be tough, but Cejudo's been gone for a while. Yeah, Cejudo um, would be on here for the record. He would be on here, but he just. I can't put you on here if you haven't fought in like two years. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So that. That next one will be huge. Again, we'll see a big shakeup in our list with Cejudo possibly entering. Um, I just think Aljo, man, I, you know, after what he did to Jan in the, in the, the last fight, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I thought Piotr Jan got fucked over in both in both of those fights, but honestly, he just he fucked himself over. He he honestly has really no one else to blame other than maybe a judge or two, other than himself. Yeah, uh, I think Aljo. He's come a long way too. Remember, he got knocked the fuck out by uh, was it Marlon Moraes? Yeah, that knee or the head kick when he was like ducked down. He I still has some that. tendencies, you know. He doesn't like getting hit, 
still it seems like. But man, when you know he's a specialist, he's a true specialist, and yeah. I think he's one of the best specialists. He has a tight. I mean, just look what he did to Corey Sanhagen. Nobody even really beats Corey Sanhagen much, uh, you know, especially in a minute. Especially the way he did it, just went right through him. I think you know, uh, I, I didn't think he'd be able to take Jan. I mean, Jan took him down in the first fight, and then you know, he he got his back, he controlled him, and that that's how he won the fight. So I, I can't really be mad at him. He didn't get he didn't get him uh, get him out of there, but. I think he beats anybody in that division. I, I think he's just a bad matchup for literally everybody. So we'll see. He's another one who's had you know a lot of injuries. It seems like so he, he could slow down at any point. There's a lot of hungry guys. Sean O'Malley. Uh, he's up. He's in the back end of the 15, but I think he could give him a good fight if they stay standing. So and number six, I believe, Alex Pereira. I want to put him five. I want to, I want to do it, but I couldn't do it. Uh, he was losing the Izzy fight. But he uh, and he and he did almost get did get uh did get sent out of there the first round uh you know it was extended a little bit but oh, man. he bounced back bounced back I was a little surprised I yeah. think he might have won the third third or because it got stopped what fifth right I think he might have won the third or fourth I forget uh it it was honestly close it was a good fight I think he was losing but it wasn't like yeah. the first Usman Edwards fight where it was obvious or the second where it was like you know very decisive but we'll see I, honestly I do think Izzy. Um, can be a bad matchup for him, but I just think he's, I think he made a lot of mistakes in that fight. So, you know, I, I've seen Izzy doing a lot of wrestling training. We'll see. Uh, but honestly, I think he could have success doing that. You know, Alex Pereira, uh, he's a big, strong dude. So he's, you know, kind of tough to get down, especially early, but, uh, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And I think he had tough, had a tough time getting off his back. If Izzy just was able to use a little bit of, Jiu-jitsu, but I don't know, man. Poetan's a different, he's a different kind of guy. I mean, he's, you know, they, they talk about him going off the light heavyweight and heavyweight. I think that's all, that's a lot of just, you know, fan, talk. fan fiction, yeah, but, it's a lot of talk. um, he is a big motherfucker. That's for sure. I mean, he's probably walking around 220, 230. So, I mean, you never know, but I, I want to see him take care of business here first. I want to see him finish this, finish out, uh, Izzy off for good, put that to rest. And then I, you know, I feel, I feel like he would have trouble with, uh, with Robert Whitaker, but it just seems like all he needed to do is put the hands on you just once, just twice, not even twice, just once, just a, a, any kind of variance of that hand of that uh, left hand. Um, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people are still mad about that. Is he stoppage? They thought it was too soon. I don't think so. Man, he, had, yeah. he was staring at his own feet, just like you know, dipping and dipping and ducking and dodging. But he didn't even know what he was dipping and ducking and dodging from. <laughs> so. You know, it, it, the guy, the rest, was it Mark Goddard, right? Or no? Uh, I think so. The ref stepped in, and then he raised his head and was like, what, what? And it's like, that's, that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, you know, you only raised your head because Alex Pereira stopped throwing fucking nuclear missiles at you. So, uh, whatever. But hopefully he makes it decisive this time. Mostly Alex Pereira wrestle. I would be very surprised. Izzy, I don't think, would see it coming. And Alex Pereira's a big motherfucker. So, you know, if he's on top of you, especially, you know, Izzy's a small... A long, skinny guy. Um, you know, I feel like Alex Pereira could could do that. I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. No, obviously, he's just going to stand and strike. Hopefully, go for that KO again. He's. I don't know if that Chuck Liddell mullet, mustache, beard combination is uh, real, but man, we'll see. Mark Goddard was the ref of that fight, for the record. There you go. So everyone out there can take that to the bank. All right, number five. I got Sterling. I just everything you said is one hundred percent. The, the truth, I think his he's just the ultimate specialist. 
He brings it to these guys. He's so powerful. His grappling is clean. His control, he's got like all those tools. And I really, like you, don't want to put him this high, but I've really left no choice, right? I mean, he just continues to buzzsaw through the yawns and, you know, not even buzzsaw, but it's just, you know, and he just Get destroys Dillashaw even though he's hurt. He he is the most suspect of the of the people that are up here on this list. I really I, I truly do believe that. I think he he can get got on a, on a given night if somebody's able. I think really think Cejudo is going to beat him. Uh, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I think Cejudo has all the tools to take him out. I think I really don't see what Sterling's going to be able to do to him. Uh, it, you know right. Uh, what is he gonna? I really don't like. Is he gonna be able to take him down and hold him down? Highly doubt that. Is he gonna be able to outstrike him? To, I, he's gonna have to get a sub, I think. Right. I don't yeah. think he can win. Does it? I don't know if he can. We'll see how Cejudo looks, but I think Cejudo's a better minute round winner. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, he showed it against Mighty Mouse. If you can win minutes right. against Mighty Mouse, you can you can pretty much beat anyone. His striking's come a long way, but you know if Aljo gets you, just all he needs is just a quick second. You know, but he's very yeah. athletic, long too. You know, maybe throw some kicks. I, 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 I wonder what the odds for that are. I could see Cejudo winning. I just, you know, given the time off, and uh, I think he's had some injuries too. He's not a young fellow himself. Uh, also, he's doing some pretty good things coaching and training. You know, look what he's done with John Jones. I think Figgy, uh, before the second fight, went there, uh, trained with him. I think a, a bunch of other guys and, uh, and ladies have. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I can't wait for that one. That's going to be awesome. They really don't have any odds. Out on these websites, uh, Colby Covington's a minus one fifteen favorite against Leon Edwards, which is interesting. And speaking wow. of which, wow. I have Leon Edwards at number four. I think he's another guy who has shown. I mean, if if you're fighting a wrestler and he's not really able to take you down anymore, and you, I mean, you even took down Usman for the first time right, in your first fight, and then knocked him on into the shadow realm. <laughs> uh, I just think you, I can't. I, I can't uh, hate on that, and I can't lower your stock because of that. Like, it's just, you know, even though I don't think Usman was a good version of himself in the last fight, he still won almost every round, you know, and he yeah. just looked dominant. And he's got great striking, and he, like like we've just said, his wrestling has come a long way, and his takedown defense has come a long way. Cardio is the only thing that I still remain. I, I worry about that because he looks tired at portions of these fights. And yeah. uh, I worry about that, especially if he's matched up with Covington in July. I don't, I, I don't favor him in that fight. But I still have to give him his flowers and give him his credit. And he is at number four. Number three, I got, I got John Jones. Um, I think with one more fight, he's up at one with no question. I think if he beats Stipe, but I think I can't give you number one after beating Gone because I don't really, um, I don't want to say respect, but like. Uh, Gon has kind of been fraud- shown to be fraudulent. He's a little fraudulent. Fraud alert. Yeah, fraud alert. And he doesn't really grapple like that. And he looked so lost in there against John. And I'd like to see John matched up against somebody who um, has a little bit more of a respect within the game. And uh, I think Steve. No, thank you. I think Steve <laughs> is the perfect matchup for him, and then maybe if he, you know, uh, God forbid, has to get matched up with Pavlo- uh, Pavlovich, uh, that's the Pavlovich. end of that. I mean, I saw the video of him throwing uh, a shadow boxing in the sand, and I was just like, oh, my God, man. Good luck to anybody who gets <laughs> in the scary. octagon against that guy. But uh, number two, I have Islam. Uh, now, I know there's, this was a big t- topic of conversation a couple weeks ago. 
I would say to you and everyone who's listening, he did not do enough. It, it had the fight been uh, Islam going up and beating Volk uh, in his weight class, then he would be number one. But Volk went up, and he almost won a split decision against Islam, and uh, you know, or almost forced the split decision. And he, he, I just think I can't take that away from Volk, and I think Volk is still the pound for pound best fighter on the planet, and he is number one. Uh, I, I just every time he goes out there, he amazes me with his you know sheer just heart, will, ability, everything. He has uh, like I said that a couple of times, but he truly does have all the tools. And uh, to go face to face against one of those Dagestani wrestlers, especially a guy like Islam, and grapple with him and take him down and get on top and slower bombs to end the fight, uh, you know, not get out cardioed like they always do against uh, guys. He just uh, he he just continues to show why he's the best, and that's 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 why he's at number one for me. And that is my pound for pound rankings. I'll kick it over to Ty. Ooh, I like it. Very similar to me. Uh, I guess starting my top five. If there was a Mount Rushmore, he wouldn't be on it. But since there's a top five, he is. Is he? I'm gonna keep him here just because uh, temporarily. Just because I think honestly, you know, he's the favorite in this fight coming up on uh, April eighth eighth. For a reason, uh, you know, I think he's probably the better round and minute winner. I think he is um, maybe the better all around fighter. You know, I think he, um, I don't know if he's a better kicker or a harder kicker, but I think he's a smarter kicker than I think he's more active with his kicks than Alex. I think he's more yeah. active in general than Alex. Um, he has pretty good cardio himself. I think he takes shots well. He's tough, man. He's been in some tough fights. Uh, you know, Kelvin Gaslam and Anderson Silva gave him, uh, gave him a little bit of. Uh, you know, pretty much all he can handle, which, you know, red flags a little bit, but that's fine. That's fine. Oh, wow, uh, that's fight cool. of the year. F- yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's still getting better. Honestly, he's also getting humbled. I think that loss really humbled him a little bit. I think this loss with, uh, I don't know if it would send him on a tailspin, but I think, uh, you know, it would do a lot. I, I don't know where he would yeah, go from here. I really don't you know. Either. It would be just, it would be very, very similar to Usman. I think he has more left in the tank than Usman. I think, you know, um, we could see him finish Alex. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at any outcome at in this all. fight. I think it's kind of close in the odds. Less I remember the money was coming in, uh, coming in on Izzy, which I'm not surprised about at all. But uh, you know, just because of Alex Prayer and you know, kind of just the figure he is, not you know, not looking at his all around game. Uh, I can see why he's only plus one twenty right now, or not only, but he's plus one twenty. So we'll see. But I think all around, you know, Izzy was winning the last fight. I think just just because of that, all that, you know, I give him a slight edge over Alex Pereira. But, you know, a lot of this is mental, and Alex Pereira now has knocked him out two times. So, um, different sports. He left his sport to come to Izzy Sport, hunted him down, took him the fuck out. Scary individual, man. But I'll keep Izzy at five, but he's more of a, you know, 5A, 5B, I guess. Four, I have Leon. Same spot you have him in. Uh, biggest riser in this list, I believe, other than uh, a certain fella uh, who we'll talk about soon. And yeah, I mean, you know, he he could lose his belt next fight. I wouldn't be surprised. One seventy's full of dogs, um, but man, he's he's gotten a lot better, and he's really just gone out there twice and and, and proved everybody wrong. Uh, a lot of people hated on him because he was inactive, and he, you know, lost a lost a round to Gunnar Nelson and got rocked at the end of the Nate Diaz fight. But he, you know, before both of those incidents, he he was winning every uh every every moment of the Nate Diaz fight. He was winning every moment of the first two rounds against Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, he was winning every moment against um, uh, Bilal Muhammad before you know the fatal eye poke, which was pretty bad. 
Uh, he is a dirty fighter, I think. Uh, I think he might do it on purpose. Maybe he doesn't, but uh, not, not well, that I'm hating. Enough, enough shit happens, man. It just seems like, you know, you might be... It happened a lot, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It, sound, it sounds <laughs> fucked up to say, but it's just like, uh, at some point... And John Jones is a dirty fighter. Yeah. It is what it is. So is Connor. Daniel There's nothing Cormier. wrong. Like, it, they are. They are, like you. When you're in a fight, I don't really... It's the ref's <laughs> job to make sure. When you're playing basketball exactly. and you're hacking the shit out of people, if they're not calling it, then... Yeah. Well, it's not your fault. You know, if you're going to get away with a blatant hot poke or two, a, a low a low blow or two, uh, grabbing the cage once or twice each, keep doing it. What the fuck is stopping you, you know? Um, and, I, you know, <laughs> I think he does have a reputation for that. He, you know, always has his fingers extended, but so does everybody else. So it is what it is. Um, I think he beats Colby, but, yeah, I can see why he, why you would think so and why the odds are, are what they are if they are, uh, if they hold true to that form. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Real quick, yeah, before man, you go I, to number three, I did want to say I found the odds for Cejudo and Sterling. And all right. Very interesting. Sterling minus 120 favorite. So it's like right down Slight, the middle. Very close, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I feel the same way. But so, I think same. closer to the fight, I think Aljo will probably be uh, – money will come in on him. Think but so? Honestly, I, I don't know. We'll see, right? I, yeah. I, I really want to see how Cejudo looks. True. So can't wait, though. Um Number three, I have Volk. Volkanovsky, wow. Mr. Alexander. Volkanovsky. Um, yeah, I th- you know, I don't think his stock fell at all. I think it, de- it actually rose. Riz- risen, risen, rose. All rise. Oh, Ryzen. Uh, Ryzen. Ryzen 9, or uh, whatever the next event is. Ryzen on Fox. Ryzen on ESPN 1. Could that be a thing soon? I'm not sure. Uh, there's rumors. <laughs> um <laughs> I, you know, I still he, he lost and he looked good in in the in the loss. Moving up, um, he's one of the rare guys who's short, but he has a long reach. He's very uh, he's he's another fighter who's a bit of an anomaly. Older was he thirty six, thirty five? He had a you know crazy journey to the UFC to fighting in general. Uh, but he's just he's he might be the most tough and durable fighters the UFC's ever seen. Um, to escape some of the the uh, situations he's yeah. been in. Yeah. Uh, Chad Mendez, I remember he he hit, that was a juiced up Chad Mendez that hit him with a fucking multiple big shots. He got up, and as soon as he got up, he put him the fuck down and out. And right when I, right when I saw that, I was like, it's, it's, it's a bit of a red flag. This is a big guy, uh, you know, undefeated, and he's getting dropped by Chad Mendez who's on his way up. But also, the way he just got up and smacked him back. And then you, you go to the Brian Ortega fight, I mean, I don't know if anybody in the world gets out of that fucking guillotine. That mounted guillotine that was like <laughs> airtight, like a fucking vacuum seal. Insane. And then he got him in what was the other one? Uh, a triangle. triangle. His fucking yeah. his his literal nickname. <laughs> like, and he got out both of them, and they started giving it, you know, giving it right back to him. Just an absolute savage. Um, I just think there's a couple guys whose stocks high right now, and. and you know, maybe honestly, if he fought Islam again, maybe he wins. But I, I just think Islam's too tough, too big, too just uh, technical. Uh, I think uh, Volks gets a bit sloppy in there. You know, he, he the crowd gets behind him, and he kind of just you know he'll go to war, which is good, just fine. I just think he gets a little sloppy. Um, and obviously, you know, being five six, that can go against you as well. Getting older, uh, he gets he takes a lot of damage. I think he wears damage a lot. Um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed with him, obviously in the loss, but. Number two, just for the win, just for the fact that he's undefeated. I have Islam. Number two, I think he's going to stay, stay on top for a while. Um, I think a bit 
go that goes into my list is projecting, which you know is a bit different, I guess, than how the UFC, especially how the UFC does it. I don't even know how they do it sometimes, but I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge pound for pound ranking guy, but I know it's obviously a, a big thing, and that's obviously. Too. It's it's very fun. It's, it's it's just for the fans. It really is what it is. You know, you see numbers and it gets you excited. You know, he's number one. He's number two. But a lot of that really doesn't matter. So, um, you know, I I thought Islam was had a had a bit of a, bit of a fraudulentness, some fraudism in him, and I think he might. But um, I don't know, man. I was I was impressed that he didn't go out or that he uh, didn't wilt against Volk. Because man, that's that's the pound for pound guy at least at the time, at least in a lot of people's minds still. You know, so. I have a number two. Number one, Johnny Bones Jones. He's back, right back like he never left. Moving up to another division. Not a young guy. Lost a lot of time. Did a lot of dumb shit. He's probably going to do more dumb shit tomorrow or next week or, you know, who knows. I'll, I mean, <laughs> actually, he already did. Did you, uh, did you see what he tweeted the other day? Yeah, what was he talking about? <laughs> Just another day in the life of John Jones. You know, you think everything's going good, and then one day you wake up and you, you see your timeline, and he's talking about, like, I don't even know. And then you're like, wait, what? And then you go back to find the tweets, and they're all gone. Deleted them all. Mr. King of deleting tweets, John Jones. But <laughs> here's the hope. Here's the hoping he stays out of trouble. Because I think he's obviously the best fighter in the UFC's history. I don't think – I think by the time his career is done, he's going to be far, far ahead of uh, number two. Um, I think he's going to be the pound for pound goat king, him and Floyd Mayweather, uh, in UFC and boxing, at least in my lifetime, for a while. Uh, extremely rare talents, extremely rare person, John Jones. He's I oh, mean, yeah. just an interesting cat, all in all. The, 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 the family, the bloodline to me is two NFL uh, brothers, one being a Super Bowl champion, or I think both of them being Super Bowl champions, and one of them being uh, all pro. Uh, maybe maybe not a Hall of Famer, but definitely you know one of the better edge rushers uh, in his time. And just I mean you know he has a laundry list of guys that he's beaten and finished. Um, almost almost nobody was having extended periods of success, success against him for a good part of his career until he fought Gus. And then obviously when he got you know pretty much tired of fighting a light heavyweight, obviously he uh, he was in a couple close fights, but whatever. Uh, we saw what he did to heavyweight. Moves up, beats Cyril Gon like it's nothing. And, you know, Cyril Gon, definitely big, big fraud in that fella. Uh, you, you said that the whole time leading up to the fight. I didn't believe you. And I'm the idiot here. I can't believe I ever doubted John Jones. Was my favorite fighter ever. Is my favorite fighter ever. Um, I was been watching him since, you know, he made his debut against, uh, was it Jake O'Brien or was it Stephen Bonner? I think it was, I thought it was Jake O'Brien, but it might have been somebody uh, even before those two. Um, you know, when he was picking up Stephen Bonner and slamming him. Uh, RP, right? RP. Yeah, the late, RP. The late great Stephen Bonner. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just an absolute force. I mean, he came in. It's it's kind of crazy because Stephen Bonner was like one of the just OGs of pioneers the, of, the years. of the game, man. Absolutely. Like he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, I consider him more of an OG than some like some of the guys that fought at UFC one and two and three because like that was. This, it was not even really what the UFC is now. Not, I mean, not even close. It wasn't even what the UFC was a couple of years later. Uh, you know, Stephen Bonner, Forrest Griffin, kind of starting that that just that era, really. Um, uh, Ultimate Fighter one kicking it off, and both of them getting contracts. Something we I don't think really ever see anymore, unless you know Disney's making the call to sign some contender series guys that just got knocked out with Shannon Ross. But either way. 
Um, kind of got off track there, but John Jones, number one for me. Um, I think he's going to stay there. I don't see anybody beating him at heavyweight. Uh, I think Pavlovich and Almeida are two interesting young fighters, but until I see the GOAT get dethroned, I've learned my lesson. I'm not picking against him. And you have no reason to, to be honest, because he showed in that fight that there's nobody that's better than him. And really, it's just, it's just that simple. It's just... He, he Can is, I get a, oh, yeah? Yeah. Bad. And then he does that. Like, that was just absolutely unhinged. Um, <laughs> Love it. Interview. But that is our pound-for-pound pound rankings. We spent a good 40 minutes on the pound-for-pound pound rankings. And I, I did not expect this to mine. go that long. I'm going to be honest. Neither, I, I, I left mine thinking, uh, you know, I don't know. I really <laughs> yeah. don't know. The but, next uh, one we do, I'll be like, wow, I'm an idiot. So I guess I'll ask uh, just... Are you, are you going to watch this shit on Saturday? Um, that is the Game Bread boxing card that uh, we were talking about the other day, if anyone who listens. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling a Saturday late shift, which I'm not mad about, because it's a, it's, you know, it's a time when the UFC's off. It's, a, it's the weekend before uh, Alex and Izzy, so I'm happy I will be, get to watch that full card. Um, so I guess I might miss it, but I'm definitely going to be interested. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but... I'm I'm in. You sold me. Gina Mazzani, Pearl Gonzalez is what put put it over the top for me. You mean her showing up with the fruit roll up bra is what uh, that got was you? Uh, that was something. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but, fuck is that nonsense? But I'm really honestly kind of interested to see how Jose and Aldo, how's Jose and Aldo, Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens, like what what that looks like because you know they both have hands. We saw them in the UFC, but they've obviously both haven't had really much success lately. They're both legends in their own right, but this is just going to be interesting. Uh, did they fight in their career? I think they did, right? Aldo beat the shit out of them, or no? I feel like he could did. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah they did. Wrong, yeah, he but, body punched okay. him. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look for that. Um, <laughs> Roy Jones Jr. and Anthony Pettis. So, I guess Anthony Pettis is hovering around the 200 pounds area, is what I'm hearing, which is kind of insane. Um, Roy Jones is fit. He's closer to 60 than he is 40. So I don't really know. Uh, he's almost closer to 60 than he is to 50. So I, I just don't know what's going to happen here at all. Roy can Jones you is a big bet this on a reputable Auto. sports book. You can't. Well, Bavada is the nice folks over there. have provided with us has provided us with some odds. Jose Aldo minus three ten against Jeremy Stevens comes back at plus two twenty five. I think Aldo wins probably just because I, you know, has Jeremy Stevens ever been really good? No. Roy Jones Jr. minus three twenty-five against AP Anthony Pettis plus two thirty. Mister Showtime himself. Um, I mean, Anthony Pettis never really been a guy who I think has hands. I never thought he was great. You know, what well, old Roy he did Jones? His time. Roy Jones. You said how old? Yeah, he is fifty-four. Um, that was the last thing to go. I still think oh, this fucking on, guy man. hits hard. I. <laughs> Come on, man. the guy is 54. He has no business being in that fucking ring. <laughs> I still think he, had, he, he hits hard. We've seen him fight re- somewhat a couple times recently. It's not been pretty, okay? It hasn't been pretty. But what the fuck has Anthony Pettis ever done in a boxing ring? I just can't imagine this guy has great technique or a good chin or even really much power. Granted, I don't know how much power it's going to take to knock out or even just wobble Roy Jones Jr. at 54 years old. I mean, you know. But he can't jump off the cage and kick him. So he can't take him down. I got Roy Jones Jr. first round knockout. 
I'm, I think I might lock in a Pettis money line bet. What? Based off the fact that this guy's You're disgusting. five years old, dude. Yeah. He's not young. Um, you say that again. I mean. But Anthony, I mean, look at Anthony Pettis. He might be young in age. At, what? He's 36, so he's almost 20 years younger. That guy is taking some damage. He is taking some beat downs. Oh, oh, you, you think Pettis is taking. Or, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what about Jones? Look at the damage Jones has taken. He's won four in a row. Against who? Scott Sigmund, Bobby Gunn, Rodney Moore, and Paul Vasquez. Yeah, those are four tough guys. He- <laughs> any of those guys, and he fought Mike Tyson in that in that disgusting. That was a draw. Card. That was a draw. Yeah, yeah, because no one won, but he got his ass beat in that fight. But that's Mike Tyson. Who who, who wins? Mike Tyson or Anthony Pettis? Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson is fifty six, so he's older than Roy Jones. Just letting you know. Yeah, but I mean, I I think Mike Tyson <laughs> comported himself better in that fight than I. You know what? Maybe you're right. That was that was three years ago, though, dude. <laughs> like that. Jesus Christ! The time might have caught up with old uh, old Roy Jones. Well, listen, we saw Anthony Pettis fight a couple times in 2022, and he you know he got he got smoked by Stevie Ray twice. So uh, he might have beat Miles Price, but you know he's thinking. I mean, Clay Collar would get Clay Collar was giving him a tour of the octagon or the smart cage, whatever you want to call it, over there in PFL. And that was, uh, I think, about two years ago. Yeah, so is, I don't think he's aged well. Uh, you know, you <laughs> Roy Clay Jones Collier. Jr. Yeah, Roy Jones Jr. and Clay Collar. Who wins that fight? I, you know, I don't know. Stevie Ray I got Roy with Jones. a modified twister. That's wild. I got Roy Jones Jr. in this one. Uh, and then I think in the Vitor fight, he's minus 500. I think he's going to absolutely do disgusting illegal things to Jock Ray Sosa. <laughs> I think Jock Ray Sosa is going to be looking around like, what happened? Huh? What? I mean, this guy pretty much got knocked out while on top of Kevin Holland. Uh, you know, he got knocked out by all the juice, dude. He's going to be all on all of the orange juice, all of the pulp. He, we've seen him box, right? <laughs> now, I don't really want to put much stuff much stuff <laughs> into fighting. The sixty-year-old Evander Holyfield. Jesus Christ! I guess he was fifty. I guess he was fifty-eight at the time. Not much better, but <laughs> he did put him the fuck out. And I mean, that, you know, pretty much the first shot that landed was was just bad. I mean, I just don't think has Jock Ray ever really. Uh, how many knockouts does he have in his career? Five. It's not like Vitor wasn't Kishwan, trying oh to make God, these fights. I remember though. that. Yeah, I mean, he had a fight schedule against Oscar De La Hoya. He had one against Chad Dawson, <laughs> Hasim Rockman Jr. I mean, he was he was out there Listen, trying. Chad Dawson, Chad Dawson. That's that's a bold, it's a bold strategy from Vitor Belfort. But hey, when you're on all the all the use, like you said, I mean, uh, Oscar De La Hoya. That would have been a better plan. I don't think Oscar can can really move he around that well. Oscar. <laughs> and Hasim Rockman Jr. is a bum, so he's gonna smoke Jock Ray. Jock Ray's never been known for his hands. Um, yeah, and then Pro Gonzalez. At least she's fought. We haven't seen Gino Zani do shit and win everything. That's just going to be gross. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know much about this card, but I'm going to give you my lock of the century on this card. Gino Mazzani oh is wait. not beating Pearl Gonzalez. <laughs> I'm just saying. I forgot. So I guess it's a, like a 15-fight card, right? 12. Okay. What? Um, 12 fights. Sorry. So the second fight of the card is a sneaky one. I might. Y- y- <laughs> it's going to get sandwiched in, oh a, in between God. a bunch of people we don't know, but it's, it's Joe... Diesel Riggs at the ripe age of 40. Um, he's been knocked out seven times in his career, and he used to take some absolute damage when he fought. And that was like a long time. I remember he fought Kel- um, Kelvin Grove, Kendall Grove, Diego Sanchez, uh, the Mike Sweet, the Matt Hughes brutal fight. 
Um, uh, what was the one when he had when he beat when he beat he fought Kendall Grove like four times. Jesus. Um, Chris Lytle and beat the shit out of Chris Lytle. Uh, Jason, the original Von Fluchoke fella, he triangled him. I mean, he's had a crazy career. Fought Phil Baroni. I think Phil Phil Baroni is he in jail for killing his wife or did he did he die? One of the two. I think um, he's in jail. Yeah, I think he killed his wife or some or uh, somebody. Uh, crazy shit. But I mean, this guy's been just—he's been fighting a lot, and we saw him. When when did you see him? He came back to the US. Oh man, dude, he has a lot of losses yeah. and just fights, and he's old. He fought Brock. Oh Brock Weaver. I forgot he. I forgot he fought Brock Weaver at BKFC three, and he won. Yeah. Uh, he's been winning some fights late. Oh, he didn't win that, but that was a grappling match. Uh, yeah, Lorenzo Hunt and Hector Lombard put him out bad. Uh, and I think he lost his last fight by a head, accidental headbutt. And he's fighting Marcus Maluco Perez. Very just weird fight. Not sure why this, how this was made. Marcus Maluco Perez was a submission guy when he was in the UFC. Um, <laughs> he got knocked the fuck out by Drickus Duplessis, but he was, I think he fought a little, uh, yeah, I think he was a little smaller than all these guys. He fought Zach Paluga even. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in this, but Joe, Joe Riggs is probably going to get busted up. This is just a filthy, disgusting card. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. And I'm now just looking at Brock at Weaver's uh, forum. Fight. Where the... <laughs> I'm just looking at all what's his What's it look fights. like? Uh, he hasn't fought since yeah. 2021. Yeah, he probably shouldn't. I think. He, he beat a man named Cliff Wright. That's right. Cliff the Goblin Wright. Who has lost... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine consecutive bouts. That's not good. One of his last wins is against Thomas Gifford. <laughs> the young lion. So there you go, guys. Thomas Gifford, man. Any Bellator thoughts? Uh not much. I mean Kat Zingato at the ripe age of like forty nine. Uh she's actually forty one, sorry. Uh she's getting in there with Leah McCourt, who's like a black belt judo player. Uh, she's very not good, but the cat's in is pretty old. She's also working with Ronda Rousey's judo coach for this fight, which is interesting, I guess. So, <laughs> John Salter's a yeah. plus three hundred dog. Wow, he might be. Is cooked. he fighting? Oh, Aaron, Aaron Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, he might be. He might be cooked. Adam Piccolotti on the prelims against Mandel Nalo. Rat garbage. It's always good to see rat garbage get in there. Pam Sorensen, I guess, is on this card for some reason. Vladimir Tokov taking on Lance Gibson Jr. in a prelim fight. That's gonna be pretty good. That's on the prelims. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, Rat Garbage is one of the most wild names that anybody has ever had. Insane. Uh, he, I, you know, he's not as good as I thought, but I think he's, um, I think he's like the the TriStar Gym striking coach. So he, he has hands. Uh, his last fight, dude, he put that dude out. He's a, he has some really high highlight reel knockouts. That one knee against Carrington Banks. <laughs> but he's he's not oh, that he's not he's not that he's, he got finished with leg kicks rack garbage. Um, <laughs> he's fighting Adam the Bomb Piccolotti, who's like thirty five, I think. He's, uh, he's he lost to Mansoor Barnaway Barnaway in his last fight. Lost to the Outlaw and Benson Henderson as well. Not he's not great. Um, I mean, you know, Lucas Brennan's on this card. He's a seven zero prospect. Uh, who else? Nick Brown's getting in there. I feel like we see some of these same names on their prelims all the time. But the main event is Marcelo Golm and Daniel James. That's disgusting. Daniel James is 41, the American Predator. Um, he's won four in a row, I think, so that's kind of impressive. Marcelo Golm, I believe he's like 30. Um, he trains an American top team. He's won, I think, one, two, three, four in a row as well since his uh, fatal loss to Sergei Pavlovich. 
I don't really blame him for that. I mean, who yeah. the fuck who beat Sergey Pavlovich? You know, he had three fights in the UFC or four. He beat Christian Christian Colombo, who honestly can't remember, can't tell you a thing uh, a single thing about Mister Godzilla that I remember. Um, and then he fought Tim Johnson and Arjun Bueller, two like wrestlers. So that was like just a tough matchup. And then he fought Sergey Pavlovich in, in his farewell fight. Jesus. Um, so I guess that's an interesting fight for the heavyweight division in Bellator, but I. Can't say I care much. PFL might be uh, more interesting. That's tonight? Or is that Saturday night also? PFL is Saturday, Saturday, night Saturday also. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to And that's going to be interesting. I mean, Christoph Jocko, Thiago Santos. I mean, Marlon Moraes is the main event. They just don't care about his well-being. But I, I don't Who's think Brennan Lochnane somebody... Brennan Lochnane? Brennan Lochnane. Oh, yeah, man. The, no. the guy that won... <laughs> The best one they could find, yeah. they put him against. The problem is, I think Brennan Lockman can just wrestle him and stay on top and not like you know. Well, that'll be good. Uh, that'll be good for his health. Not n- not have to require uh, resuscitation. But hey, Marlon Moraes, honestly, for the first like minute or two, I think could honestly give Brennan Lockman some some trouble with the hands. Honestly, for sure. Uh, Power's the last thing to go. So I think he's, he still has enough speed, but that's gonna be tough if it gets past like you know thirteen seconds. Uh, Rob Wilkinson won two hundred five last year. I think he won the last two years. I could be wrong. He's pretty good. He had a tough, you know, he had a weird career in the UFC, if you will. He's fighting Tiago Santos, who uh, I just, you know, I don't think he has much left in him. But I think maybe this might be his last, his last little bit. Two hundred five isn't great in, in in PFL. Rob Wilkinson's pretty good, but he gets hit a lot. Some of the guys <laughs> they have on this Bellator card. Guy's name's just Josh San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> The zookeeper. Where in the world the is Josh San Diego? Zookeeper. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's just the fucking... zookeeper. Yeah. I'm good. I'm I'm here for that. He's got two Honestly, wins the PFL card is a lot better than Bellator. Bellator is, is sinking into rising territory, sadly. Never. Um well, one never. actually uh, is, Mo- the, is the disgusting uh <laughs> Movlid Kabalaev is uh, going to be also on this main card. This, PFL's racking up some decent guys. Uh, Kubalaev lost to uh, Daniel Pineda via head kick or light kick and hooks, but Daniel Pineda was on all the supplements in the world. Yeah. He's fighting Ryoji Kudo, Chris Wade, Bubba Jenkins. I think this is a rematch and like a grudge match. I think they hate each other, if I remember correctly. Bubba. Uh, that should be interesting. Our boy Bubba. Uh, Martin Hamlet, he's getting back in there against Mohamed Fakhradin. Who I think is probably on his way out. Uh, Josh Silvera, he's an interesting guy at 205. 205 is a weird division over there. They have like some guys that are just interesting. So I guess, you know, PFL is making some moves. I, I can't hate on them too hard. Uh, Impa Kasaganai, don't wow. call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback at the ripe age of 29. Uh, still a kill Cliff FC. They said he looks like a future champion in the UFC. Oh, he's coming for all the belts. He's on a two fight. <laughs> He's on a two-fight winning streak over Osama. Don't call me. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, El Saudi, I guess is his last <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. I was got Osama Twin Lama, Meek Mill's uh, running mate. Uh, I forget his... Is that O'Melly? Yeah, it is O'Melly. Um, Jared Gooden also. Big win wow. for Jared for, for Impa Kasaganai over Jared Gooden after losing in Eagle FC. You can't just go to Eagle FC and lose. Um, but I guess if you fight some guy named Magomed Aliyev, that's not a... Yeah, no one holds that against probably, you. You're not also you're also not going to win a split decision against a Russian in the Eagle FC. Let's be real. Um, also, that's some bad luck. He fought some decent guy, Carlson Harris. Uh, you know, not a great loss, but 
the Joaquin Buckley loss. That was Joaquin Buckley's not bad. And also that was kind of a, just a weird, 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 just best knockout ever, really. Epic Sagne will win a belt in the UFC at some point in Marvel. Come on, man. Stop saying crazy he's shit. Fr- like that. <laughs> he's he's opening up the PFL one regular season against Corey Hendricks at the two oh five division. I don't really know who Corey Hendricks is, but he's jacked, so Gasagani going um, up in weight too. Yeah, that's probably not going to go well for Mister <laughs> yeah. Salibo. I don't know so, about that, bud. Good luck to him. Um, PFL their card honestly doesn't look bad. Kind of funny, but yeah, I believe that's all of the mixed martial arts this weekend. There is some boxing. Um, pretty interesting fight on what is it Friday Saturday night? I believe on ESPN Plus. Robesi Rodriguez, Isaac Dog Bay at 126. Robesi Rodriguez, minus 800. Here's a bet for you. Free bet I'm giving out. If I can find the odds for it. Robesi Rodriguez to win by TKO inside the distance, whatever kind of uh, worded you want to use. I think he's going to absolutely smoke Isaac Dog Bay. Isaac Dog Bay, tough guy, but he got beat the fuck up by Emmanuel Navarrete twice. Uh, just bad, just beatdowns. So I think, you know, he gets hit to the body a lot. Robesi Rodriguez likes to go to the body, and then he brings it up top, left hook, uh, left straight. He can do the damn thing. He's really good, really good Cuban fighter. Lost his debut and has ripped off, I think, 11 in a row, all by stoppage, or most by stoppage. Um, I can't. I really don't know if I have any odds on this. The under is plus 110. I believe Robesi Rodriguez by Kikdeo is also plus 110. Hammer it. He's going to win inside, like, 7, 6. I like it. Uh, there's really no news or anything to talk about other than, I mean, we kind of, I think we did did everything we needed to do here. And then uh, I think we could do even another episode after this weekend. We'll kind of review, I guess, whatever we can. And then we'll do some news and notes. And then another episode later in the week to do a preview of uh, the Miami card. So I think we got a... Uh, Pretty much a week from now, right? Yeah, we got a nice schedule set up. And uh, we will be back next week. After you guys enjoy the PFL, the Bellator, the you know everything out there, the Game, Game Bread. Bread Fighting Championship, <laughs> WrestleMania, shout out. Giannis will be uh, Cody Giannis Rhodes will be at the. Uh, oh, there. Cody oh, Rhodes, Roman two, Reigns, two days, two Saturday, days, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, John Cena Jeez. getting back in there. Final four, final four, um, ladies, final four tonight. Uh, my girl Caitlin Clark getting in there, so. She's about to get bucket buckets. Yeah, she's playing South Carolina. She talks shit. Might, might be the end of the uh, rope for uh, end of the road. Yeah, yeah. It's for thanks the, for coming. The, the so female Hawkeyes, female the Lady Hawkeyes, but Lady Hawks. I'm Matt McSweeney. That's Ty Capone. We will be back again next week. We appreciate you all for listening. Peace.